The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Are you fascinated by cults, their charismatic leaders, and the people who fall under their spell? Do you want to learn more about the dark side of human psychology and the allure of conspiracy theories? In this exclusive interview, we delve deep into the world of American cults with an expert who has spent decades studying them, from religious movements like the Branch Davidians and the People's Temple to more recent groups like the QAnon conspiracy theory movement. We explore the common themes that bind these groups together and the charismatic leaders who rise to power within them. Our special guest is Jim Willis, a Veritas veteran who has written extensively on the subject with over 20 books to his name. He has a master's degree in theology and has taught college courses and comparative religion and cross-cultural studies. He brings a unique perspective to the conversation, having spent over 40 years as an ordained minister. Join us as we uncover the secrets of these American cults from the bizarre beliefs of the Heaven's Gate UFO cult to the tragic end of the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas. Our guest will share his insights on why people are drawn to these groups, the tactics used by their leaders to gain control, and the impact they have had on American society. So buckle up and get ready for an eye-opening conversation that will leave you questioning everything you thought you knew about human behavior and the power of persuasion. Welcome to Veritas. If this is your first time listening, welcome home. To access tonight's full interview and all of our exclusive material, simply join the Veritas Plus family by clicking on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. And while you're there, don't forget to check out the Veritas store for a range of great products, including Focused Life Force Energy. Experience the power of FLFE with a 15-day free trial today. No credit card required. We're excited to announce the launch of our brand new Veritas Plus Insider, your source for exclusive news and insights you won't find anywhere else. If you're looking to get in touch with Mel, have a guest suggestion, or would like to provide feedback, simply click on the contact button on our website. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's show. And now, here's your host, Mel Hasselrick. His website is jimwillis.net, and the new book is titled American Cults, Cabals, Corruption, and Charismatic Leaders. And directly from deep inside the woods of South Carolina, I'd like to welcome Jim Willis. Hello, Jim, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? Thank you. Doing well, Mel. Hope you're doing the same. I am. I am. And I have to ask you first, Jim, you've always discussed archaeology, mythology, religion, and history. How did you get interested in the topic of American cult? That seems to be a, 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 a departure from your usual. Well, there are two reasons I wrote the book. Uh, the first reason is the simplest, but it's probably the most accurate. Um, you know, writers have all kinds of ideas always about what we want to write about, and we always have big ideas. But when a publisher uh, calls you up one day and says, we would like to publish a book on American cults, you want to write it? <clears throat> That's a pretty good incentive right there. So I said yes. And the reason that uh, I think they they notified me about it 
was because it was through Visible Ink Press. And the first big book I wrote uh, for Visible Ink Press, I wrote probably 20 years ago. Uh, it was called The Religion Book. And I come out of a a background of evangelical Christianity. I was a pastor of a church uh, of churches for oh forty years. Um, I still am an ordained minister, but so many cults have come out of the Christian church. Have oh descended, we might say, from the Christian churches. That um, I've been dealing with these things ever ever since I can remember. Uh, somebody said, how long did it take you to write American cults? And I said, it took about six months to write it and about 40 years to research it. Um, when I was uh, head over heels involved in the pastorate, and I was also teaching uh, college courses in comparative religion at the time, um, it was the days back in the uh, 80s, I guess, when Jim Baker and uh, Jim swaggered and uh, all those pastors uh, jim jones all of them i began to wonder a little bit about pastors named jim <laughs> that was me but but they were all having their time uh and it just seemed to be a time when america was ripe and ready and cults were just exploding and i kept thinking that it would be a kind of a temporary thing i really did and uh, but lo and behold, I think the movement has only grown in the last uh, ten or twenty years. I, the last uh, the last figures I saw said that there were something like five or six thousand cults. Uh, meaning that definition of cults, of course, is a big word. We'll have to talk about what I mean when I say that. But something like five or six thousand cults existing in America right now as we speak, and there's all there was all kinds of reasons for that. And um, I hope we can go into that too, because um, cults are supported by a certain kind of culture, and I'm afraid we have that kind of culture. Uh, working with us with with us right now, so that that was the second reason I wrote the book. I've I've got to say, in one sense, um, it was a labor of love because I've been gathering all of this information for so many years. But in another sense, uh, six months of oh, descending into what can be a pretty dark world. Um, man, I was. I was wiped out when I finished. Uh, I needed a good long break and uh, from writing about cults. And so, well, that's that's kind of where I am now. I've written a couple of books since, so I'm coming out of it. But um, it's a tough subject. Really it was deep. And it's much bigger than I expected. It's not just religious cults, but It was deep and dark. Cults. Yes. Yeah, it was deep, deep and dark. Deep and, so deep let and set, dark. set the foundations here. First, what is a cult? kind of a multi-pronged question. What is a cult? How did they differ from traditional religions or organizations? Because I believe a lot of people who belong to a cult think everyone else belongs to a cult, except they are part of a cult. And why is the American landscape so fertile when it comes to cults? You know, it's a, it's a strange thing. America was actually... You might say founded by cults. It's in our spiritual DNA, so to speak. Um, before we talk about that, we probably ought to answer your first question when you said, what is a cult? Right. Uh, there are so many different definitions, and I, I have to make sure that people understand at least what I mean when I say the cult. 
um, a common denominator of almost all the cults, um, certainly all the cults that I write about, they have a recognizable founder or a current leader. Uh, he, and it, it is almost always a he, there there are uh, women who have uh, who are still leading cults in America today, but they're probably in the minority. But they're able, they're, they're a charismatic type leader who's able to speak in a language that his followers understand. He instinctively, uh, it seems, knows how to push the proper buttons when it comes to mobilizing people. And he'll speak to their needs, even if they themselves might not be aware of what those needs are. Uh, cult leaders are almost always brilliant manipulators. They are usually, uh, they fall into one of two psychological headings. Uh, narcissism is the first one. And narcissists generally feel oh, entitled and grandiose. They're at the center, not only of their own story, but everyone else's. And they usually lack any real empathy when it comes to understanding who is in their group. They display an unmistakable arrogance. And they're usually, uh, oh, in search of validation. But at least narcissists can often feel a, at least a small sense of shame when they do wrong, if <laughs> if only because they're getting caught and it undermines their self-esteem. But even more dangerous than the narcissistic leader is the psychopath. Um, they don't feel any shame. That's why most people don't understand that. But psychopaths can generally pass lie detector tests because they honestly feel they can do no wrong. They are the ones performing the deeds. And if they do something, it is obviously justified because they are the ones doing it. Um, if if you ever have any any friends or associates who manipulate you somehow by saying things like, um, oh, I'm only saying this for your own good, or you always act this way, or uh, if your integrity is questioned by means of passive-aggressive domination, then you understand the kind of manipulation I'm talking about. And cult leaders do this instinctively. They are master manipulators, and they use their ability to their own advantage. So that is the cult leader, and you usually find that at the front of a cult. Not always. Uh, sometimes cults can survive their leaders, uh, and if that happens... Um, there's an old saying in, in theology that uh, cult plus time equals religion. <laughs> there are a lot of recognized, understandable religions today that were once called cults and acted like that. So that's at least what I'm talking about when I use the word cult. They get upset if you ever say, wait a second, you're criticizing cults, but isn't this religion's sect or denomination also a cult. Yeah, exactly. By exactly. definition. By definition. And that's where it gets so extremely tricky. Uh, when you stop to think about it, uh, theologians today, when they talk about Christianity, in the very early years of Christianity, they call it a Jesus cult embedded in Judaism. And that's exactly what it was. It was a group of people who followed a charismatic founder, uh, Jesus. And then after Jesus was gone, people like Peter and Paul and and other uh, you know other names that are probably familiar to anybody who's ever had anything to do with Sunday school class, 
they followed them, and they were a cult. And this cult lasted, this Jesus cult lasted for hundreds of years before it became a firmly established religion. And that didn't happen until the fourth century under Constantine. <laughs> and the 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 hard thing about cults is that many of the methods that they use are the very same methods that are used by religions today and political parties today and economic uh, organizations today and uh, business organizations today. A lot of them, they use the same techniques and they can very easily fall into the definition of cult. So we have to be very careful. I don't like to name groups and say this is a cult or that is a cult. I'd rather talk about cultic methods. And if a group, however honorable it may seem, is using these methods, um, well, be careful because it can easily turn into a cult. Uh, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And if a person within an organization, be it religion, uh, a political party, a an, an economic uh, Ponzi scheme or pyramid scheme or something like that, or even a um, you know a, a a business, a a boss can develop almost like a cult like following. And uh, if that's the case, boy, it can be tough. You can see this in vivid detail just by going to a typical high school football game. <laughs> you go there on a Friday night, and the music is playing, the bands are playing, everybody gets hyped up, and everybody on one side uh, is opposite the group on the other side. Yeah. And usually whenever something happens, uh, a penalty is called, oh, we were robbed. We're the good guys. We don't do penalties, you know. But when they do something, oh, Look at them, you know, and uh, I, I really uh, am amazed when I started working with the word cult, how often I heard it referred to a cult-like following by a particular NFL quarterback or uh, people would talk about, oh, he's got this group that follows him. He can do no wrong, a cult-like following by a particular basketball player or something like that. Oh, it's so easy to go astray when you're but dealing don't you with think groups of people. Do you think, Jim, that also this word has had has this reputation because of, you know, the, the manipulative, the, the harmful practices, but it's important to distinguish between legitimate religious or spiritual groups and those who engage in yeah. abusive behavior. I mean, cults that use mind control, coercion, or or manipulate the, 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 the masses to control their, their members can have any negative impact on individuals and society as a whole, but... All in all, a cult like, hey, let's say, Falun Gong. You probably have heard of Falun Gong. I don't see anything negative about Falun Gong, but yet in, in China, they're persecuted. So yeah. it's important yeah. to, to classify, as you well said, the, 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 the psychopathic uh, leaders uh, versus the, the charismatic leader. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we, we've talked in, in the past, you and I have talked about American history. Excuse me. And um, America was really founded by cults when you stop to think about it. Well, we read in our history books, ever since we're kids, we're reading about the first Thanksgiving and how the pilgrims came here to America. And we think about them as far-seeing religious people who were seeking freedom and everything else. But remember, only here in America 
um, where they where they uh, did they separate from what they were called in Europe? They were called separatists. They were considered to be a cult, and so they came over here surf, uh, looking for religious freedom, and that was great at first. But then when they got established. And when um, cities like Boston started to grow and everything else, and they became mixed with the idea of both religion and uh, the political system at the same time, uh, the the religious system could sometimes rise to horrible cult-like ideas. And that's when they began to push out the Quakers. They aren't part of us, so we're going to kick them out. They pushed out the Shakers. They began to uh, burn witches at the stake because they weren't part of the club part of the the cult. Cotton Mather was a very popular uh, Puritan preacher in New England, and he went to the witch trials and just sat there with his mouth closed and watched the witch trials and everything else. And what, what were those trials about? They were saying, these people are not like us. They're different. And lo and behold, the the uh, the city built on a hill in the uh, when the, in the vision of the or early Puritans, the city built on a hill became basically one big cult you're either with us or we kick you out you know you couldn't be a you couldn't be a political leader in in the government without being a established member of the cult and it it took a long time for the, that cult to to break up into all the different denominations that that followed and the different religious expressions but when they kicked out the quakers the quakers were considered a cult and now they're considered a mainline religious establishment. Same thing with the Shakers. Uh, the Methodists were first called a cult. For that matter, Protestants were called a cult at the very beginning, too. So, it, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. It, it can go over that line pretty quickly. And when it does, um, you may not want to call it a cult, but if it acts like a cult and, and, does, and talks like a cult, um, it's a cult. <laughs> That's right. Now, why is the American landscape so fertile when it comes to goals? Is it because of the freedom of speech, the freedoms that we until recently enjoyed in this country? Uh, that's part of it, um, because we're so afraid to work against or to stand up against uh, in in a political way. We're so afraid to stand up against leaders. They can uh, insulate themselves. And cults usually follow a hierarchy. A religious leader will promote people in his group. Um, and the true believers are the closest ones to him. And they keep their eyes open. Um, in America, also, we practice... Well, what I like to sometimes call lip service religion. We say we are religious people, but much of our religion is really um, just kind of, you know, lip service. We we may go to church or synagogue or a mosque or something on the weekend, but then during the week, we get into a whole different frame. And um, we, we don't we don't really internalize the concepts of the founder of our particular religion. And when that happens, when religion doesn't have a uh, a deep moral and ethical base within us, uh, then it's really easy to start using religion. Some of the worst community breakups I've ever seen have been fought in churches, where you get um, group, groups of people who want to serve on the same board and they disagree with each other and they break up. Um, 
uh, one of the <laughs> funniest things I saw happen. I, I've done a lot of long distance bicycling, and I did the uh, the length of the Connecticut River one one year on my bicycle from source to the sea. And I was coming down to this little town in Vermont, and I passed a uh, an, an old dilapidated um, building with a sign out in front that said, "This is the first congregational church of this particular town." Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, Proceed to the Veritas Plus member section, or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today, with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.